0: The westlands of the Olshari Wilderlands are a remote region, filled with a robust people, brave and strong. Yet they are a peaceful folk who have seen little of the feudal struggles of the eastern duchies. Apart from issues of dynastic dispute or the occasional territorial disagreement, there is little for them to fear in their rich mountain freeholds. Road Brother Ostus, Wandering the Wilderlands of Alsha. I awoke with a hangover to the unpleasant and unwelcome sound of the village bell. You'd expect a bell to tinkle merrily. There was no merriment in this toll. This bell was a locally produced, crudely forged iron affair that lived in a rickety, rough stone bell tower in the middle of the tiny mountain hamlets that was my home. It had a forlorn, off pitch ring that you could hear for miles throughout the vales. This close, with this much of a hangover, it sounded like a particularly sadistic demon pitifully calling my name. Min, Min, Min. For a bare, confusing instant, I thought I was back in the jungles of Faris during my stint in the army, except that I wasn't pouring with sweat. A misty mountain chill enveloped me instead, and the smells weren't the pungent aroma of rotting vegetation and continual rain, but the relatively clean smells of mountain grass and damp thatch of fire. As I emerged from sleep, my mind still foggy from the previous evening's excesses, I finally realized that the demon of my dreams was actually the bell, and I blearily realized the implications. The village bell only rang when there was a fire or other emergency requiring everyone's attention. I groaned miserably into my warm, welcoming pillow preferring the smell of the sweet mountain herbs and goose down to the odour of burnt thatch, as I struggled to marshal my resources. If there was a bell, I reasoned, that meant an emergency, and almost every emergency would call for the assistance of the trusty village spellmonger. That was me. I needed to go to work. Damn it. Once that thought occurred, my feet still in my boots, it had been that kind of night swung over the side of the bed of their own accord, and hit the floor in a manner that was entirely offensive to my head's delicate condition. My feet had better sense than my head, it seemed. An emergency at this time of night was almost always a summons, for fire duty, or some medical issue, or a missing favoured goat, or something else important to the local peasants. I had spells for that. I encouraged my protesting head to work properly as I rose and shook myself awake, I could smell smoke. So it was probably a fire. The fire would have to be one of the close-by farmsteads, too, I reasoned, because I had spells on the village as a whole to prevent such things within the bounds of the hedgework. But which farmstead? I tried to clear my head for a moment and summoned the energy to do a simple detection spell. It took a moment to happen. Magic and alcohol don't mix well. This sort of spell is easy and it doesn't take much energy, thank Ishi, because at the time I didn't have much. It's the sort of minor spell or cantrip I did all the time, and fire is a lot easier to detect than lost goats. I held my hands about 2 feet apart, and a rough mental map of the village swam before me for my inspection. It was an image in 3 dimensions. It could only be seen by employing mage sight and it was a spell that had become a familiar tool during my six-month tenure in the rustic mountain hamlet of Minden's Hall. The preparation had been intensive. It had taken weeks of constant study when I had first set up shop, walking every inch of the tiny village and meeting every person who lived within, but when I was done, the resulting map the spell manifested was as complete a representation of the village as I was capable of crafting. Fire! is the easiest element to detect, and my wards were a point of professional pride. I'm really good with fire spells, so there should be no fire. While my protection runes were loosely wrought enough to allow for some flame, else nothing inside the village would ever get cooked, the wards should have quickly extinguished any serious enough unauthorized fire with the intensity necessary to burn damp thatch. Unless something had pushed through my wards— That thought sobered me another measure, and I wisely decided to investigate a bit before plunging headlong into the night. My stomach lurched unpleasantly as I studied the spell, and it only got worse the longer I took. My inspection of my wards in mage sight was clear. There were several areas of excitement that should not have been there, had my wards remained intact. Before the dire implications of that really set in, I heard the first of the screams. A high panicked, girlish voice, that stopped abruptly. I had heard screams like that before, in the jungle villages of Farisi, thousands of leagues south of here. A scream of fear and panic and terror of being woken up in the middle of the night to the sight of violence and blood. The first time I'd heard it, it had been when I'd helped raid a village of peasants whose lords were on the wrong side of the war. You don't forget that sound. My feeble brain knew it was unlikely to be bandits. The village of Minden's Hall lays within Beauval Vale, as peaceful a domain as I'd ever seen, high in the western Minden mountains and remote from the trade routes that bandits were traditionally attracted to. Any self-respecting bandit wouldn't starve here, but he wouldn't prosper. There just wasn't enough coin in a primarily barter economy. The local people had little more than cheese and cattle to steal. Professional soldiers or unemployed mercenaries were also unlikely. It wasn't unknown for mercenary companies between engagements to occasionally sack a village out of boredom and need for loot, but there weren't any mercenaries closer than the next barony, or the town of Tudry, leagues to the east as far as I knew.